Hello, beautiful mama, and welcome to the Nourishing Mama podcast. St. Catherine of Siena said, Be who you were meant to be, and you will set the world on fire. Mamas, our job is one of the most important jobs on earth, and also one of the hardest. We don't all start out as the moms we wanted to be, but what if we took this challenge as seriously as the world tells us to take our careers? What if we laid out a plan of preparation so we could show up ready to fight the good fight and become who we were meant to be, the very heart of our homes? If you want to take motherhood to the next level, to prepare your mind, body, and soul for the enormous task at hand, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kelsey, and I want to teach you to nourish yourself so that you can nourish your family. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful mama, and welcome to our first episode of the Nourishing Mama podcast. I wanted to start this podcast for moms who are ready to be really intentional about their health and the health of their family because they are driven to live a purposeful life and want to be well-fueled for that, or at least in as much as it's in your control. So if you're a mom and you want to fuel your family for your God-given purposes in life, this is the show for you. My name is Kelsey, and I've been walking this healing road for about five years after learning the hard way what poor boundaries and neglecting my health does for my ability to parent my kids well. And I spent the first half of that healing journey feeling like I was drowning in information overload and that fixing everything at once was too much and too big before I finally figured out some actionable strategies that work to get my life in order and get my energy back. So I'd love to help you skip those first years of overload and confusion, especially if you, like me, are in a place where you feel like you're drowning, which is how I felt at first. So this is the show that's going to help you do that. I'm going to give you some real life strategies to get to your health goals. I feel like the number one thing is that we try to take in too much information at once. And second, we don't always have a clear strategy. We don't even necessarily know how to begin. We start by trying to do everything at once, plant a garden, change our diet, change our exercise habits, read all the mindset and productivity books and schedule our lives into five minute increments. And because that's not sustainable, we go at it hard for a week or two and then wear ourselves out and sink back into the old habits of takeout and overwhelm. So having a realistic strategy is just so important. And I don't think the average mom wakes up and thinks, I feel so on top of this today. I'm feeding my family an organic, pastured, grass-fed, non-GMO, regeneratively farmed diet today. And let me start my day with 15 minutes of morning sunshine to regulate my circadian rhythm. And I don't know, a a grass-fed beef liver smoothie before I have my coffee so I don't get adrenal fatigue. No, if your house is like my house, when you wake up, you're saying, Billy, stop poking your sister or breakfast is not ready yet, Bobby, put the snacks back in the cupboard. You know you've been there. But anyway, all that aside, our health really does matter. And I think it's one of those things where at some point you decide you want to sit down and figure out your strategy because you're ready to get serious about it. So my plan is to get a bunch of experts on various topics on this show. We've already got a few lined up, um, which I'm just so excited. You guys have no idea. Um, And I want them to help us to learn to do all this. And also, I plan to share the strategies I personally have learned 
I think this is insanely important that our health is essential to our momentum toward our goals and for loving our families. So I really have this drive to open this conversation. So this is really for moms at any stage, because I think the heart of a mother is loving others deeply and nourishing other people. It's just something we're driven to do no matter what stage of life you are in. And you can't do that well if you're neglecting your health. I also want to quickly pause here and talk about the difference between neglecting your health and having health issues outside of your control, because mentally there's a huge difference and you will feel it and recognize it once you make the first few changes. And everybody has both of these. Everybody has things they can't change and things they can change. So this is about what is inside of your control. See, we're not, we're not trying to avoid suffering. Life comes with suffering. But this is about stewardship. So skipping oil changes in our car is different than having a faulty part in the car. When we don't change the oil and the car breaks down because the engine fills up with gunk, that's totally on us. If the car is made with a bad part, it's outside of our control and it's more about learning to accept it and work with whatever the results of that situation are. But the fact that some cars have flawed parts doesn't mean we should skip oil changes. That would be silly. And it's the same with caring for ourselves. We need to have a well-ordered relationship with ourselves, with all the parts of ourselves, our mind, our body, and our soul. I used to think that caring for myself was a form of selfishness, and it can be if it's disordered. So how do you know? I think the key to this is in the purpose behind why you're doing it. So I'll begin by just pointing to the life of a very well-known saint. No one would ever call Mother Teresa of Calcutta selfish. But she lived by what's called a rule of life, a schedule based on her priorities. And in it, she incorporated seven hours a day caring for the poor. And the rest of the time was for prayer, rest, refreshment, spiritual reading, and eating three square meals a day plus tea time. As moms, we have a ministry too. And for us, Finding strategies to get the rest, refreshment, spiritual reading, and solid meals matters just as much to our ability to carry out that ministry as it does for Mother Teresa and her ministry. So it's not enough to just get through our kids' childhoods crabby and depleted. And I'm not talking about the occasional off day or even sometimes for a season with a new baby. We all have those seasons and we certainly can be in emergency mode when things happen, like the stomach bug hits the family. That happens. But what I'm talking about is when a season, when it's more than a season, when days become months and months become years and nothing is getting better. So for me, the key question of whether it's selfish or well-ordered to do self-care comes down to this, and it's, will this equip me better for my ministry? And there's no set amount of time or activities for all moms. Different things refuel different people. So I'm an introvert, and alone time is hugely important for me. Other moms might be extroverts and need time with their friends to get refueled. Some moms may have autoimmune issues or a chronic illness and need 16 hours of sleep a day, whereas others need eight or even in some cases, six. Um, I know there's some low sleep needs moms out there and I envy them intensely, but we each are gifted with our unique bodies. Some moms may deal with depression and anxiety 
and need regular appointments with doctors and therapists or a nap after lunch. There's really no one size ruler for where you draw the line. And it's going to be such a personal question on where you draw the line. So who am I and why do I care about this? And how did we end up doing this podcast? And what it comes down to is I'm an ordinary mom of four little kids, ages one through nine, and I'm obsessed with making the most of my time on earth and helping my kids to do the same. And I so strongly believe in purposeful living and that at the end of our life, we will stand before God and account for our time. And that his number one question will be, how well have you loved? In my young adulthood, when I got married, I was really a vibrant, happy, energetic person who just felt like life was beautiful no matter what. Not long after, I went through a really dark time with miscarriages and postpartum depression, horrible sickness and pregnancies, and also learning to care for a child with complicated health issues. And for years, years, the result of this was chronic fatigue, low spirits, and brain fog. It was a dark night of the soul for me, and it was really, really hard. But I struggled to reclaim my energy and joy, even when I really hit the end of that period of life and stuff was starting to get a little bit better. It was such a struggle. And a big part of it was that I had changed through suffering and I didn't have that same carefree innocence anymore. And I think a lot of moms go through this dark night of the soul in varying degrees and for varying reasons. Everyone encounters deep suffering at some point and it changes you. But I didn't like who I had become because I wasn't the mom I wanted to be for my kids. So I set about really working on myself, working on my priorities, my spiritual walk, my health. And for me, it was and is an uphill climb, but life is so much better and different now that I was able to get to many of the root issues of my own health. I learned systems to manage my mind and help my neurodivergence and manage my energy and I began to heal on all levels. And the first thing I had to sort out was my theology of suffering to make sense of everything because it's a lot harder to go through something when you feel like it's senseless. I had to make sense of our losses and grief and pain and life plans that were not going the way I had thought they would and figure out how to conduct myself through it. And then the next thing I had to work on was learning to steward my resources, my body, my time, and my energy, so I could really show up as the patient and loving mom I knew God wanted me to be. But to do this, I had to get a few really important skills, and chief of all was learning to have interior freedom. And that's the ability to make choices from a place of peace no matter what is happening around you. It's such an important skill to learn. I'm not going to claim I've learned it, but I've made such huge strides toward it and learned some really great tools so that when things do come along, I can get back to that place of interior freedom, even if I'm not staying there all the time. I can get back to it quicker and quicker every year. And we talk about, we're going to talk about this skill so much more in coming episodes. I think it's been the number one gift for learning peaceful parenting and deepening my marriage and weathering the storms of life. I really can't wait to dig into it with you, but it's such a huge topic. It's not going to fit into today's episode. So please stay tuned. And if this is something that you really want to learn, I, I promise I'm coming in with a lot more on it to help you out. But anyway, after learning the basics of interior freedom the next thing i really needed was some knowledge 
so I could understand my body, my brain, and learn to identify what it needed. And this is an area where I had to seek out expert help. I had to go to physical therapy. I had to go to my doctors. And I'm not a medical expert or a nutritionist. I'm just an avid researcher. But getting answers helped me to form the next plans in my life. So once I had all that information, I was left with a real challenge that I think is the core of where most moms get stuck. And that was how to incorporate it into my real world life with four kids where I was in reaction mode so much of the time. Because if you have four little kids, you know that there is always something going on and someone always needs something. And it's really hard to be proactive. I think this is a place where a lot of moms get stuck. But see, it's one thing to know what you have to do and another to know how to make it happen. I'll tell you, a hard lesson I learned was that our wellness comes in three parts. And we really have to work on all three or the other parts suffer. Those are our bodies, our minds, and our souls. And I want to go into this podcast really digging into each of these areas and giving you the practical tips that you're going to need because it's an upward spiral. Just as it can be a downward spiral, neglecting our bodies harms our minds and souls and same with the other two, but we can spiral upward just as well as downward by doing little steps, incremental steps in each of those areas and get to a place where we really want to be. I particularly want you to walk away today with this in your heart. You are an embodied soul, which means your body is more than just flesh. Your body is you. And you, all of you, is so valuable and you are so loved. St. Francis de Sales said, you learn to speak by speaking, to study by studying, to run by running, to work by working, and in just the same way you learn to love by loving. And I want to challenge you to learn to love yourself as Christ loves you, and to do that by actual acts of love. You see, a well-ordered view of health is never just about us. It's a generational view. And I think it's so important to begin with the end of mind, especially today. I wanted today to be the launch day for this podcast, All Saints Day, because we say memento mori. That means remember death. These bodies are mortal and will be resurrected one day. And what will last is what we do with our bodies. So health in the view of death has to be about something bigger than just us. It's about our purpose here in this life and about the legacy we leave. It's so, so much more than what those silly magazine covers chat about. So I know this has been pretty theoretical. I want you to walk away with one very practical tip and some homework to get this journey started. I want you to focus on what you are doing well right now. Maybe you're eating three meals a day. Maybe you get outside just once a day. And I don't want you to focus on the quality of those experiences. Just really make a list of the things you're doing well. I want you to notice them and be pleased with yourself because we get more of what we notice. Have you ever heard the saying, water the flowers and not the weeds? I want you to water the flowers in your life and watch them begin to grow and bloom. When we're looking at the weeds, we really just start to fall into apathy and make less progress on our goals than when we focus on the things we're doing well. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so looking forward to our journey together. And if you don't mind, would you be willing to drop a review on this podcast if it was helpful to you?
And if you want more day-to-day -day tips and tricks, you can find me on Instagram at Nourishing Mama Podcast. Send me a message there if there are any questions you want addressed on the show. And let's make this a real conversation. Our first series is going to be on managing triggers in our life so that we can return to a place of calm. Hey there, Mama. If you found this podcast helpful today, would you do me a favor and drop a review below? Reviews are how podcasts show up in search rankings and can help other moms like you to find us. Also, if you're wanting more actionable tips and day-to-day -day strategies, head over to my Instagram account at Nourishing Mama Podcast. Please feel free to message me there with any questions as well, and I'll try to answer them for you. Have a great week.